0: Hello, everyone. Marty here. Hope you are well. Welcome to the Good Vibes show. I'm so happy we're now on YouTube and people get to watch us. My parents are all about that. Actually, they're in their late 60s and they're like, oh, we love the fact that it's on YouTube because they sit at home, right? And when I listen to my podcasts, I actually listen to them while I'm walking or while I'm doing gardening or working outside, whatever the case may be, even driving in my car or even going to the supermarket, sometimes I'll just leave an ear in and keep listening to a podcast. But uh, a lot of people enjoy it on YouTube. So we're on YouTube now. So share it, subscribe and and join the, uh, join the movement of good vibes. Today on the show, I'm very excited. Kara and I had uh, a few uh, chances to chat. She sent me a nice email to explain you know, a little bit of our story. And like I always say, um, everyone has a story. So it's always fun to get into other people's uh, insight, perspective, opinions, you know, wisdom. And then we can pull out of uh, that session with uh, just a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more confidence in our own situation, because maybe we'll learn something. So thanks for joining us. And Kara, uh, thank you very much for being there.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Kara's in London, Ontario. Yep. And you are a mother of one?
1: One, yep. She's two and a half.
0: And just to give a little preview on what we're going to be talking about, uh, we're kind of going to be talking about um, what Joaquin and Stacy and I talked about, which is make making a family, blending and winning. So blending a family uh, with, you know, bringing in, uh, a new partner in, uh, in your life and, and kind of moving on from another relationship where sometimes again, it can be a toxic, uh, relationship and you're just better off to move on. So that's kind of where we're getting, what we're getting into today. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully you guys can, uh, pull some insight out of, uh, out of this, uh, hour or so, whatever, however long we're going to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. So Kara, Tell us a little bit about who you are or a lot about who you are and a bit of your story, I guess, of how you got to where we're at today. That's always the question I like to start with.
1: Yeah. So again, I'm a mother of a two and a half year old girl. Her name is Adeline. Um, She definitely has my attitude and my sass, but she is very smart, um, very spunky, very active. Um, uh i'm an educational assistant i work within the school board here in london obviously off with covid right now so just trying to keep busy um and yeah i guess going off of the topic of blended families i grew up in a blended family um my mom and my dad um technically my stepdad Mm -hmm. um we they got together in 1999 um and my stepdad has two daughters. My mom had myself and my brother. Wow. Um so coming together we ended up being a family of six. Um so we've been together for the better part of 20 years now. Um so we how don't... old
0: how old would would you have been there in
1: 99? Um I'm 26 now so I would have been like 5 or 6.
0: Okay so it was it was it was you, you were old enough to 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 realize what was what was brewing, and that uh, you yeah. were you were gonna have a new brother and sister or whatever. If uh, I don't know, if it's yeah. is it one of each or?
1: Uh, my stepdad has two girls, and then it was my brother and I. So there's three girls total, and the youngest of the brothers. So
0: how was the adaptation for a five year old uh, Kara? <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I don't really remember, but. Right. It was exciting. I was getting sisters. I always wanted sisters. So <laughs> that was exciting. Um, so at that point, my mom, my brother and I moved from, uh, Port Hope, which is just kind of on the other side of Toronto, okay. um, to Orangeville, Ontario. Um, and we moved in with my stepdad and sisters and kind of just took our lives from there. Um, So again, we've been together for almost, for 20 years. And yeah, we don't use the term step anymore because it's, we're just family. Um, So yeah, so now my daughter, um, her father and I split about a year and a half ago now. Um, It was very toxic. We never had a great relationship. Um, we were only together about six months before I got pregnant and we never really agreed on the same thing. Um, so anyways, when that ended, my daughter was only a year and a half old. Um, and I moved out and I kind of just started over with my life. Um, and yeah, so here I am now. I met someone new well i reconnected with uh my boyfriend now and we worked together about four years ago um and yeah so we're now living together and he is the greatest stepdad to our daughter um that i could have ever asked for so yeah i feel pretty lucky
0: that's cool Uh, when um How's your relationship with your father, if you don't mind me asking?
1: My biological father? Yes. We have not actually spoken in about six years. Okay. Um, he was never really involved when my brother and I were kids. Um, he was very distant. We would hope that he would be around and he just never was. Um, we were closer with his parents, my grandparents, um, as kids. I still am close with them um but it's a very it's a difficult relationship um about six years ago the last time i saw or spoke to my biological dad i lived with him i made the decision to go live with him for a few months um because his girlfriend was able to get me a summer job um and it just it went nowhere good the alcohol kind of just took over and Yeah, the last thing he said to me was, you are exactly like your mother. And I smiled and walked away because, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, him and I haven't spoken, and I'm not sad about it. It is what it is. Um, I truly believe in the uh, quote that everything happens for a reason. Um, So to have my stepdad, my dad now in my life is amazing
0: yeah so so yeah he tell me a little bit about that situation i mean your so your dad kinda you know it, it they your parents split up and uh you you don't necessarily get the father that you imagine the biological father that you're imagining uh involvement wise and what what not for whatever reasons and we're not here to to bash your it's not your father bashing uh session yeah. either um he's got his own reason and he's got his own story i'm sure Mm -hmm. but uh, you find yourself growing into a new family. So for you, it was a positive experience all around and and you had a good stepdad that was there for you and that really stepped up.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we butt heads a lot. So when I lived at home and as there were three female teenagers at one time, um, I mean, I don't know if you have daughters, but we're sassy, (laughs) we're...
0: I have a 13-year-old daughter.
1: Yep, so I'm sure you understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at times, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so imagine that times three. So my dad, he had, it was fun, I guess. Um, But he did amazing. Him and I, we butt heads a lot. So we did fight a lot when I was in high school. But we both meant well. And, I mean, now that I don't live at home, we keep in touch. And he is the best papa to um, his granddaughter and he sees it no other way of that's his granddaughter blood or not blood. So, right. Yeah. So we're very close and yeah,
0: that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. So, and my mom and I have always had a very, very close knit relationship. Okay. Um, We've always just been together and that's never changed and I don't see it ever changing. So, that's good. Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you um how do you go about um ho- no, what would you tell somebody uh that is number one in a toxic relationship? So toxic meaning it toxic doesn't always mean, you know, getting beat up. Correct. By, by the way. <laughs> Correct. You know, um toxic can also be just two of the same personalities butting heads and yeah in fellowship or in arguments, I guess you could consider that heated fellowships like uh, Joaquin uh, described it so well, but um, you know, arguments mm-hmm. um, and it can, and it can go to places where it becomes a stressed environment and a tense environment. And that's not healthy for anyone, not yeah anybody, not either one in the couple and none of the kids that are involved or anything like that. So it's not, a lot of people hear toxic relationship and they just imagine like the worst possible, like the man's beating the woman or the woman's beating the man or yeah. there is possibly some verbal abuse in a toxic relationship or some physical abuse, but it's not always just based on, you know, on fighting like literally physically. Right. So for you, from what I understand, the toxicity in the relationship was really just about not being on the same path or not seeing the same, not seeing things the same way. So everything becomes an argument. Yes. Was that the case?
1: Yes. So my ex and I are nine years apart in age. He's older. Okay. Um, and he's very much about control. Um, So he wanted to be in charge and take over everything. Um, And because I was younger, I didn't have much of a say. Um, And I mean, anyone who knows me personally knows I am a very independent and strong willed person. So for me to not have a voice, it really brought my mental health down to almost zero. And it was very hard. So for the longest time, I just kind of went with it. Um, I didn't know how to bring myself out of it. I didn't know how to speak up. I wasn't allowed to speak up. Um, so
0: you I- weren't you weren't allowed to speak up, as in he really had control over all that too. Like was, yeah. was it controlling to a to a point where it's it's like okay, this is concerning. Um, or was it, was it just a, a more of a, con, a control of, of uh, just wanting to, to be my way or the highway, but yeah, not forcing you into anything?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't ever feel forced. It was just more of it's my way or the highway. It, this is the way it goes and there's no talking about it. There's no, right. no communi-
0: communication.
1: No. Communication has always been zero between us. Um, And to this day, it still is and it really sucks. Mm. Um, So yeah, by the time I, so during all of this, I was either pregnant or on maternity leave. Mm. Um, So I was convinced by him that I had postpartum depression and I needed to go on medication and it was my fault. Maybe
0: you did, but you were definitely not being helped.
1: (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, your anyways, partner. <laughs> I went forward and I went to the doctor. I was put on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I stayed on it for maybe three months. Um, and I realized that it just, it wasn't working. And it wasn't like it it was working, but it wasn't working because I wasn't mentally ready to allow it to work, I think. Gotcha. Um, so I had gone back to my doctor and just said, like, I don't want to take this. I need to, I'm very, I'm a very big advocate for going to counseling when and if you need it. 100%. So I seeked out a counselor and I just said, I need help. What do I do? Where do I go? Um, I tried to get him into couples counseling with me, but he wasn't willing. Right. Um, so at that point I just very slowly learned how to Get my voice back and speak up and stand up for myself. And um, I had gone back to work early off of MAT leave. So I was only on MAT leave for about nine months ish. Um, and I had gone back to work, but at the time I was kind of handed the school board job as an EA mm-hmm. and I couldn't turn it down. Um, that's what I had always wanted to do. So I took it. My daughter went to daycare. She thrives. From daycare so Good. it really sucks that she can't go right now mm. <laughs> True, but yeah so I was able to really find my voice and getting me independent and going back to work and getting out of the house and I am very very big and I need my routine and when I don't have a routine I am terrible <laughs> I'm very off
0: you get cranky <laughs>
1: yes Yes. On a bad day, I'm cranky. But on a good day, if I'm cranky, that's bad.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, so I had my routine back. I had my structure back. I had my life back. I had everything was just going the way I needed it to. And so after working about six months is when I finally realized that I didn't deserve to not have a voice. I didn't deserve to live with someone and under the roof of someone who controlled me mm-hmm. because that's not who I am. So I in, I mean, I guess I found who I really was again and I wanted to better myself and better myself as a mother and show my daughter that it's okay to stand up for yourself. So. What,
0: what is the feeling for you Describe the feeling of feeling free again or feeling you again. Is is it a, is it's a great feeling. I I know because I'm slowly creeping into that right now, sliding into it. Um, a bit of a different scenario on my end, obviously after 17 years married, um, we're, we're, we're calling it quits, but it's a very amicable situation and an amicable separation. So, um, on my end, you know, it's a bit of a different experience, but there's still that whole feeling inside of feeling like, oh my God, there's freedom coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like myself again. I feel grounded again. Like your your energy seems to just go in a different place.
1: Yes. And it just, and that
0: different place is a good place for you, you know?
1: Yes. I feel almost as if like, there was an elephant sitting on my shoulders and it's just gone and I can breathe again. I can smile. I can open my eyes and see what's out there and my feet touch the ground and I can feel it. It's just.
0: Without it, having to worry what the other one is thinking yeah. or uh, is going to put me down for, or, or yeah. just anything in that regard. eh? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's undescribable the feeling, but in some ways that exact, that says it right there. It's just, you're free. You're like a bird. You can fly again, your wings work and you can just do what you need to do. And I mean, I had nothing when I left because when I moved into that house, I had recently gotten bed bugs at the apartment I lived in. So my bed, my furniture, everything, I had nothing. I lived under his roof with all of his stuff. And so when I moved out, it was, okay, let's get my tax return because I'm paying for rent. I'm buying a couch. I'm buying two bedroom sets. I'm buying kitchen stuff. I'm like, I needed everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so at that point I was very grateful for my parents' help. Um, but I had also been back to work and started saving and had the money. So I lost most of my savings, but I'm in an apartment and I wanted the apartment to feel not like a college dorm. Right. I wanted it a adult Um, and I got it. I got everything I wanted and I'm very, very grateful for that. And I'm just, I'm happy coming home. I never used to be happy and comfortable coming home and I love coming home now.
0: (laughs) That's, that means a lot. That's worth a lot. Yeah. It's worth a lot to somebody and it's better to not wait too long for it. If you really don't feel it, don't let it slide too long because you get into a habit where it just kind of is your normal, your new normal, but the energy is not flowing in the right direction for you because there's a lot of energy that's wasted because of the toxicity that you're in. And again, toxicity doesn't mean I was coming home myself, like to to describe my own feeling, coming home to being beaten there. That's not the toxicity. It can be simple arguments or just the vibe, the energy in the house, uh, not looking at each other. You you always like, there's, there's a lot of that feeling that, that really settles in for a long time and creates anxiety and mental health issues.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, um, when I decided to leave my, I was diagnosed with very severe anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I've always had anxiety with mental health and like my biological dad not being there and just whatever else.
0: Yeah. it affects um, For sure. But whatever else meaning, uh, meaning, uh, have, have you had, you know, a pretty, pretty solid life though? Like, you know, has it been pretty stable for you or
1: Yes. I mean, I've had my mom, my stepdad and my sisters, that that side of it.
0: Yeah. Good opportunity.
1: Yes. Very stable. I was offered many things in life. And so, yeah, I I feel I grew up in a very stable home, very happy life. That's good. Given lots of opportunities. Um, But just not having, as a child, not having my blood biological father there
0: that that whole yeah that whole event
1: yeah that turns Um, into
0: years because the 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 remnants after you question you wonder you you feel like my god my dad you know your own dad so all that feeling you you for sure it can affect a child it's there's no doubt about it right
1: yeah I feel for me that all changed when I went into high school, into grade nine. Okay. Um, and I say that because that was the time that my brother and I both decided to legally change our last names. Okay. Um, so we all six of us legally have the exact same last name, and we just felt part of the family. We were more of the family. It was all of us. Um, our parents got married in 2006. So by the end of 2008, we were like, well, why aren't we part of this? Um, and we were just over the past and ready to move on. Um, so again, that was another feeling of freedom and we're done with the BS and we're ready to move on.
0: Kudos to your dad today for having installed at least that, trust in you guys that you guys were able to trust him and yep. that you were able to understand that this guy was here for real yep. so kudos to him for doing a great job because it it's a big role to play you're coming in you know obviously he had two daughters so I mean there was a side of him that was already compassionate to yep. uh to having kids and to having girls and yep. it's that <laughs> the other thing and I'm sure having having a male uh, a boy was probably for him another experience in its own um but just the fact that he was able to handle that and come into a play and same for your mother coming into with with his girls yeah um the role of the incoming step parent like you say in a blended family becomes vitally important for the trust and the well-being of the kids yes would you not agree
1: i yeah i fully agree and i'm Very grateful, but not only grateful for like my dad and my sisters, but his entire family took us in and they took us in immediately as their own and we're still their own. Like we don't look at it in any other way. And I really see the light of that now. And I really understand where my mom would have come from and how she would have felt at that point because here today i reconnected with my now boyfriend tyler um and he and his family have just taken both adeline and i in without a second thought and it's just it's amazing there's no i don't even know how to describe it like it's just such a great feeling to be accepted by a family who's not biologically yours
0: Mm. Yeah. That's definitely a big role. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: How does your new partner adapt to this new life and how, how is that? How's that all been and how you guys handle it? Do you guys communicate about it and have, have you, do you have those reoccurring conversations about like, what role is it like? Is it yep. clear with you? It's, it seems to be working great as far as what yeah. you, the story and the blogging, and we'll talk about all your your blogging stuff for people to, yeah, interested. So, but yeah, how's it working for you guys as far as that goes? The communication and everything.
1: Yeah. So Tyler and I, as I said, we worked together about four years ago, so we knew each other, but like didn't really get to know each other. Um. So a few months after I left my daughter's father. We reconnected over social media. Um, He actually lived three hours away from London. um, But he is very big with uh, playing baseball and hockey. So at the time we were getting into baseball season, he was playing baseball um, every so often in London. So he was kind of going back and forth. Um, So we were were able to connect um, and around then I, never really went many days without having my daughter full time um so he did meet her fairly early on and he like i remember sitting in the car the very first time we were supposed to go out for a meal and addie fell asleep in the car so we just kind of improvised and ate food in the car and waited for her to wake up and i remember him sitting there looking in the little mirror behind her seat saying oh her feet are so cute i'm so excited for her to wake up And to me, I was just like, oh my God, like I had never had a man so excited to see my one and a half year old kid. Mm. Um, So from then on, I kind of like, I just knew. Um, So we, for an entire year and a couple months, made the long distance relationship work. Um, We, each of us took turns every weekend driving back and forth every single weekend for a year um and we knew after that point if we were able to do that Mm. then living together was definitely a something that was going to work for us um so in respects to him being the stepdad we have always been able to communicate and talk and he's gotten to know me well enough that when my anxiety is getting high he knows to pretty much just like shut up and give me a hug because that's what I need. Um, Or we talk it out and he gets down to the root of the problem and we just, we talk and.
0: Yeah. Essentially he, he just helps you through it.
1: Yeah. And he just, he knows exactly how to do it and what to do and what's wrong. And he just, he knows me that well, but he took the time to get to know me. Right. And that's what meant the most to me.
0: So is he now living in London?
1: Yes. So he um, put in for a work transfer back in March, right before COVID started. Oh. <laughs> um, so then nothing happened for a couple months. Um, so it's just about been a month that he's officially lived here. And I wouldn't change it. Nice. So, Yeah. So it's been going really well and him and Addie just take to each other. Like, it's no different. Um, and my dad pointed out to him, uh, Tyler a few weeks ago when we were there that Addy's never going to remember a day in her life without him here. Nice. And I mean, it's kind of the same in my situation because I don't remember a day in my life, even being five years old when he came in without my dad in my life
0: right it just feels like he's always been there
1: yeah um so yeah it's all just kind of very bittersweet and yeah i mean we've had our hard times co-parenting with a parent who doesn't communicate is Mm. very difficult right um especially during covid and not having any communication has been very hard um and he would like to step up and do a lot more but there's certain things that he can't step up and do more of because custody Mm. um but he would do anything and everything for us and yeah that's good yeah
0: it's all positive
1: yes very
0: so what would you say to somebody that's going through uh, a situation right now, man or woman uh, that is in a marriage or a relationship that's just not working out and they're not feeling themselves in, and it's causing them more anxiety and, and, and mental health issues than, than any good? Uh, what would be like the key components of making a move? What, what gave you the courage?
1: Um. Get into a routine that works for you. Get outside, go for walks, go back to work, figure out your friend group and who's truly there for you and who's got your back and who is just kind of there in the background. Um, And then this may seem high school cheesy, but write a good and a bad list, like write the likes and the dislikes of your life and your relationship because. If there's more dislikes, then it's really going to put it in perspective, having it on paper and just seeing, well, shit, like something's wrong. What do I need to fix? Because if this, 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 and this is wrong, I got to do something. Right. Um, and that's kind of what I started with was, again, going back to work, getting more into a routine, um, being placed in a situation where I mean work was very stressful being an EA is very hard because you work with children who come from very sad lives and hard lives and or disability side of it where they can't speak for themselves or anything Mm -hmm. So you are their advocate yeah um so I had to be the advocate I had to learn to be the advocate for myself right and so I mean being an EA I was able to kind of take the things that I know of being an EA and put them into my personal life. Mm. Um, but again, it's writing down your routine, writing down a checklist, writing down things so you can physically see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I mean, thinking it is one thing and like mentally yeah. thinking about it, but you got to write it down.
0: Writing down is almost like talking and it, yes. it's everything in perspective.
1: Yes. Um, but then after that, it's definitely acting on it but I truly believe you have to mentally be ready to act on it because you can write all these lists and talk the talk and do what you need to do, but you need to be mentally ready. If you're not then don't push yourself because it's going to go nowhere. Good.
0: Right. I understand. Yeah. However, if you wait, and wait and wait and try to be patient and hope that things get better or things fix themselves and you just keep running that in your head and you're not really writing it down or you're not really making actions about changing the situation it's not going to get any better either right in the long run typically um it's it's like once once it turns to a toxic level, it's going to be hard to bring it back. Not to say that it's not savable, but it's some hard to bring it back. I'm sure. Yes. In my experience, it has been anyways.
1: Yes. It took me uh, a, close to about 15 months to be mentally ready.
0: Right. And how'd you make the move? How'd you just say, okay, that's it. Did you make the move?
1: I did. Um, I, I remember the day like it was yesterday. I remember coming home. It was March break. It was the Friday leading into March break. I had a very rough day at school. Um, the school I was working at at the time, it was just like a year-long contract. Um, but it also, it was very toxic. One of the co-workers I had was very toxic. She didn't like me. We didn't relate on anything. Um, so it just it didn't go anywhere good. I came home angry every day. My partner didn't help with anything. Um, he just said, like, if you leave, you're ruining the family. So I was just,
0: like, just adding weight to that elephant. Every every aspect in your life exactly. was adding weight to that elephant on your shoulders. Yeah. Or-
1: yeah. So I just I remember coming home that Friday after work. It was a rough day at school. And Abby was cranky. I was getting dinner ready. And it wasn't the dinner he wanted or something. He got angry. He wasn't working. He came upstairs from playing video games and just started barking about something. And I just remember turning around and I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm leaving. I can't do this. Like, I'm just, it's over. I'm done. I, I can't. Um, so I had planned my March break beforehand of taking my daughter out for a few days and spending time with her. And again, it was March. There wasn't a whole lot we could go do outside, but take her out and do activities with her and do anything. And after that Friday night, everything changed. I kept her in daycare that whole week. And I, every day of that week, I remember going and looking at a different apartment and figuring out my finances and what was mine and what I needed to do. And yeah, like it just, it changed. It was, I had no intentions of doing it. It just, I came home that day and I just turned around and I was like, I'm done. And I followed through on it and it just, it stuck.
0: But uh, I had been preparing for a while. Like you said, you, you had been taking, you know, preparing and taking or writing a diary and like, or, or notes as far as um, preparing mentally for it. Yes. So I think when the opportunity came or the, the moment came, you were like, you know what? And you probably made a pretty great decision.
1: I feel good about it. So as of today, I feel very like it was a great decision. It's not easy. No, it wasn't. And that's, I'm very grateful for the family and friend support I had behind my back. um, Because they, they knew it wasn't a great relationship for the most part. But I also didn't advertise any of it. Like anyone, there were a lot of people who were shocked when we announced that it was over because on social media, I posted family photos and I made it seem like we were this great, beautiful, happy family of three. Um, Because that's
0: what you wanted.
1: I tried so hard and I tried so hard up until, so that was March up until that Christmas. And it was just like, yeah, we're perfect. We're beautiful. We're family photos all the time. And it just reality wasn't. And my close friends and family knew that. And so when I had said, like, I'm done, um, they were like, okay, what do you need? I'm here and let's move forward. Nice. So
0: it's always good yeah. to be able to depend on good family or good friends and, and your family when they can be there when times yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Well, Hey, it's good. It's a, it's a good It's a good turnout uh you got a blended family now that's that's working out and that's doing well Uh, i assume uh still young so you guys plan on probably uh, continuing to grow the family and
1: and take
0: it to (laughs) yeah yeah, take it to new levels yeah and life is beautiful
1: it is it really is
0: it's a matter of making the, the the decisions that are tough in the moment but uh that pay off long term Yes. It's a good lesson.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what's best for yourself. And again, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And you got to just move on. The past is the past and shit happens. And yeah.
0: Make, make sure to be happy. Yes. If you're not happy or you're not well, your well-being is worth more than any relationship you'll ever had have and also your children will adapt.
1: Exactly, and that's the thing, I had a couple of people say, well, you're breaking your family in half and I'm like, but yes, but at the same time, I can take this as a teaching moment and if anyone out there is a parent and going through this, like your child in the long-term will see that what you did wasn't breaking up your family, it was doing yourself good and teaching your child that you can stand up for yourself and you can be yourself and-
0: You come first.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I needed to better myself to make myself a better mother. And I knew that and I didn't know how to do it for the longest time. And now I'm just, I feel like I'm still regaining new things to make me a better mom. And that's another
0: cool perspective too. uh, the fact that you had, you had things to learn too, you know what I mean? And you, and you kind of admit to that and you were open to that of saying, you know, like, okay, he, 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 and these are all the negatives and this and that, but I as well need to work on some things and boost my confidence and bring my mental health at this place and do this and do that, which are often the consequences of being in a toxic relationship that leads you there. But you also have other uh, issues that possibly are are from a longer date that you say, you know, okay, I need to just work my shit out, work things out and bring it to a level where I am good. I am comfortable because that if I'm at my best and if I love myself, then I'm able to transfer that over to a partner yeah. to a, to, of course my daughter first and then a partner and, and just yeah. life in itself, right? Your, your job and the things that you have passion for yeah and, and everything, has a positive rolling effect after that, once you start talking yeah. about you.
1: Yeah, exactly, and again, as I said, like I'm a big advocate to talking to a counselor if you need to, there's nothing, There's I find there's a lot of people in this world that say, well, if you're going to a counselor, then you're really messed up, and it's like, well, no. If you need to talk to somebody that's not a friend that you need to just vent to, then do it because
0: it helps. Exactly. Getting outside perspective is probably one of the best things you can do for you. Cause it just yeah. gives you angles that you can look at things differently instead of staying in your head. Yeah. And your family's always going to be biased. Yeah. You in most cases and your friends as well. So it's yeah. good to go to a neutral party who's able to make, to show you certain things about your character or things about you that you also want to yeah. And they're not going to sit there and pick at you. There's just, there's the way the conversation flows often. It makes you reflect and say, oh shit. Yeah. This is something that I can myself, you know, I can better and I can do better, you know?
1: Yep. I mean, you get so stuck in your routine that sometimes you don't realize that yelling or doing this one thing every single day isn't best or isn't great. And maybe tweaking little things here and there
0: will help exactly that's yeah. that's that's probably the biggest message in this whole conversation is yeah that, that you you should be more important than anything firsthand because yes. if you're not well the rest is going to suffer in some way or somehow uh, the consequence
1: yeah yeah interesting yeah
0: well, man, this was a fun conversation. It's already, already 45 minutes in. It flows. It flows so fast when the stories go, go exactly. like this, you know, so smooth. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you uh, sharing this. Cause I think a lot of people are in this situation and it's important mm-hmm. to talk about it and yeah. to shed light on it. You know, this is a positive thing uh, to talk about because we're able to give perspective and and different angles to people about real life experience. Yeah. You know, and if you're in a relationship right now and you know, you just, you're not feeling it, take, listen, you know, take this, or if you know somebody, take this and show them, you know, somebody that's been, that's been through it uh, in the last year or two. And then Mm -hmm. myself uh, going through a separation out of a marriage that at times was toxic as well. And that, you know, we both maturely decided to, okay, look, we just, it's just not worth staying in that environment. Yeah. Um, You got at one point and I should have bit the bullet like 10 years ago.
1: But again, you weren't mentally ready.
0: That's another thing. You gotta be, you gotta be mentally ready. Yeah. Cause sometimes you want to just push and be patient and push because you say, I think there's hope or you see a glimpse of hope and this and that and it keeps you there and there's love because there for me there was love because I like I love my wife she's a good person there's nothing yep but at the same time you know it's not it really happen, the environment but- yeah it's not the environment that I can thrive in and that I feel that my mental health is at it's is at a balance
1: yeah exactly
0: so it's best to you know at one point or another throw the chips in and say all right I'm all in you know I'm that's it I'm I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all in and move on to the next table, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I find, again, I'm going to go into my blog here. Um,
0: yes. That's through, a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Through COVID. I mean, I talk about writing lists and writing a diary or talking about things and writing things down. Um, when COVID started, I, kind of, I mean, I'm off work, I work for a school, schools are closed, I can't do anything. Um, So for the first few weeks, I really tried hard to take what I knew as an EA and bring it into my home and teach my daughter, but at the same time, I had never really been big on working in kindergarten rooms, so I'm like, she's only pre-K, I don't know what to do. So I bought a bunch of puzzles and stuff, but Anyway, so i was just I was trying to keep myself busy but i couldn't go anywhere so i was getting down on myself
0: yeah it's anxious times
1: yeah so anyways a um friend of mine who i grew up with um we reconnected on social media again a while ago um but she um had just had a baby and she was starting <laughs> a vlog um so i started asking questions and i said well that's cool like what do you write about? And she had said like her journey and her pregnancy and being pregnant in a pandemic. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I really like that idea. Um, so I got more information and I signed in and I started looking at it and I came up with a few different topic ideas on, okay, hey, well, maybe I can start talking about my life and where I am today and I mean, people can go back and look at, well, this is what I did during my pregnancy and my labor and delivery. And so I kind of worked up and now I've posted, I don't even know how many blogs I've posted now, but I've gone into the de- personal detail of myself and my toxic relationship. i um, kind of like I, I've talked in here and just, I've kept it on my level and where I felt and how I felt. Yeah.
0: Your experience.
1: Yeah. So I've kind of just taken it from there and I'm going to move forward and hope that. I mean, I started this not caring if anybody read my blog or saw it. It was kind of just an outlet for me to diary down and hopefully, like, it's my way of working on getting over my past and getting over what I went through and moving forward. Um, so yeah, I found it a great outlet and I've posted it on Instagram and Facebook and I find so many more people are finding it and so many people are reaching out saying, oh my God, like this is amazing and keep posting and I want you to post every day. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I've kind of made a schedule where I post once a week um, typically on Sundays, I missed this week, my daughter had a very rough weekend on sleeping, so I was exhausted, um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm trying to keep that like specific once a week schedule and posting a new topic, and right now, actually, my next blog post is going, out hopefully today, um, about my blended family and how our lives were and how it felt, and yeah, I'll move into raising my daughter in a blended family and how it makes me feel and stuff. So yeah, it's been it's amazing. very
0: cool. And it's also leaving a legacy for your daughter.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. My dad made a comment one day. He said, are you sure you're writing this, um, in words that if she was to get her hands on it, let's say 10 years from now, it wouldn't make anybody in her life look bad. I said, no, it's my experience. And it's showing her that, I needed to better myself and this is how I did it and this is how I felt and this is how I feel now
0: and if it can empower her one day if she's in a situation that's it's gonna help her it's her own mother's words you know yeah Uh, and you never know it's same thing for me when I document a lot of this stuff like podcasts and and uh even social media like tiktok or whatever the posts that I do it in some ways I'm always thinking about hey this is actually leaving a legacy to my kids they're always going to have a piece of me after they're going to see what my character was they're going to remember what you know my personality was they're going to remember when I was trying to be funny and I wasn't or whatever because they never (laughs) thought I was or you know and it kind of leaves that legacy and that's the advantage and the privilege that we have in this day and age of technology yeah, that's one good thing about technology is that you do build yeah. a legacy for your children and grandchildren to be able to one day say oh yeah this was your grandpa or your what you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool concept when you think about it on that end so a blog yeah. to me is is another great tool to be able to leave a legacy to your child it's it's all good to leave money and and, and material but when you can leave people used to write you know diaries and leave them to their kids you know after yeah. like a, a diary for the kids and yeah i could have never had that personally i could have never had that discipline to do to do it because yeah. i'm not a, like I, I don't mind writing but i can't i'm not great at sitting and and writing for a long time and and uh i mean it takes it takes special kind of uh mood and environment mm-hmm. to be in right to write that stuff
1: yeah I'm contemplating doing a podcast myself, but I couldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would not enjoy the editing side of it. Everyone I, has a
0: different kind of voice, right?
1: Yeah, and I just I don't think I'd enjoy speaking and then losing the words that I'm saying. And as whereas when I'm typing, I can backspace.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, you can correct. You can backspace. Say, oh yeah, I'm gonna go change that sentence or change the word or I know I understand Mm -hmm. it's a different game it's a, it's a a bit more of a live feeling when you're recording podcasts yes yeah but there is a certain um authenticity and genuinity and truth to a real you know a real discussion and real dialogue so I I like that aspect as well so everything really has its advantages and if you're documenting one way or another I think you're doing yourself some good no matter what
1: yeah well and again I don't I really didn't care at the beginning if anybody saw it because it was just for me to get things down sort and it out yeah yeah Um, and just kind of like figure out my life and how I really felt growing up in a blended family and how I feel now raising my daughter in a blended family and how okay I am with it. Um, But yeah, again, as I said, people are finding it and reading it and loving it. So I'm like, hey, I might as well continue. I enjoy it. So So
0: let's share the name of the blog.
1: Um, So my Instagram and my blog name is Life of a Blended Mom.
0: Life of a Blended Mom. So yeah. you would google life of a blended mom Let's see, I haven't actually googled it I should try
1: that.
0: Yeah, because now if you google Goodbye show with Mark D It'll come up podcast on hey. I'm not I'm here on how to get it uh, so, where do people go? Gangacho. That boy Yankee Bones. If you search on somebody. Instagram the okay.
1: Life of a Blended Mom, then
0: the link to my blog is in my bio. Gotcha. Yeah. So Instagram. Life of a Blended Mom. Your name must be there. Full yeah, I think Marty. Kara's on there.
1: Carol Elizabeth, it might be.
0: Yeah, Carol Elizabeth is under there. There you go. So find that on Instagram, and then you can find the blog spot. And what I'll do is in the description, for those who don't have Insta, in the description of the show, you can go uh, scroll down to contacts. where just at the bottom of the description. I always put my contacts, mm-hmm. and I put the guest contacts, and I will put uh kira's blog spot uh, the address to click i will put oh,
1: it. yeah there. that's awesome
0: the link so you guys can go check it out there yeah well that's awesome and um i actually started reading on it uh in the last couple of days and it's really it's really cool it's just very simple and a, and a clear way to describe this your situation and And when I get out of reading, that is more like, man, this is like so informative for people who are going through it, number one, but also so therapeutic for the person who's writing it. Yeah. That's what humanity is. Like, it's a beautiful thing. We need to take care of each other, but we need to take care of ourselves too.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's very true. Self-care is very, very important.
0: There's a lot in the world that is ripping us away from self-care so if we yeah. are conscious about self-care that's where we can put in the time for ourselves one yeah. and one day at a time one step at a time one activity at a time don't try to load your schedule up for self-care yeah i think the the best advice i could give someone is just like one step at a time but take a little bit of time for you even if it's only 10 minutes a day yeah take it
1: Yep. Well, I've found a few people reached out and asked what I've been doing during COVID. And the one big thing that I've said is getting out and going for a hike every single day. Again, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour, whether it's three hours, I'm getting outside and I'm getting fresh air and it just, it feels amazing. Yeah. And when I have my daughter and she loves getting outside and she loves picking either her wagon, her bike or her stroller to go in every day. And it's, it's just amazing.
0: Nice, nice.
1: So yeah, it's been very helpful. You got to just find that one thing that works for you and just go with it.
0: Something that brings you peace. Yes. Well, Kara, thanks a lot for sharing a part of your life story today with us on the good vibe show. I know yeah, some people will me. connect with this story. I also would like to suggest to you to go have a look on Instagram at the, at the, uh, at Joaquin and Stacy's page, which is blended and winning. Okay, And they actually have a cool story and about a blended family as well. So it's called blended and winning and it's Joaquin and Stacey Loper. And uh, they are a pretty funny and solid couple that make it work. Just like you and your uh, current uh, boyfriend. Uh, That's your partner. That's in your life. Now they just make, they made it work. They found a way to make it work and to make it positive and fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I just found it here, so I'll have to look more into it.
0: For sure. They're, cool. They're a cool couple that I had on the show. Even uh, on, the U- on YouTube, you can look it up. Uh, one of my shows there, The Good Vibes Show, you can actually find it there. And in the, the interview with Joaquin and Stacy are there. So you're going to relate with them on certain points yeah. of being in a blended family.
1: Yeah, for sure. Where are they from?
0: They are from uh, – they, they are living out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee presently. Okay,
1: very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, they both went to uh University of Mississippi, that's where they met. And, yeah but they tell the whole story. Really interesting people, very very and and they are they are to God, they are religious, but they don't yeah. preach it in the sense of imposing it on people. I think yeah. when it comes to spirituality and they they literally think this way when it comes to spirituality, it's you find your own way yes your own god your own universe your own yes but but they're there they're both they're both therapists counselors so like certified so um they are there to guide people into what to find their themselves not not there to preach you know Mm -hmm. preach, preach for for god for everything that the person it's not what the person needs if it's not what the person needs that's not what they impose but anyway they right. are religious but it, it's it, it's like I say it's, it's there's such logic and and principle and value in what they talk about that if that is religion then it's not a bad thing at all <laughs> you know right. I mean? I'm not I'm a very baptized, religious guy but
1: I'm baptized catholic so yeah, I me too. Yeah. grew up in the catholic church and yeah so I totally respect that
0: I respect that too. However, I do have my views on the Catholics, Catholic religion now, today, uh, where I would probably, if I would be to be back into religion, I would probably go into another religion. Uh, right. Something more uplifting, upbeat, and with more energy, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I found my own spirituality through through meditation and through talking to some of the pillars of my life, the women pillars of my life that were in my life my grandmothers and and so from and some of my aunts so basically that are no longer with us so basically you know um it's to each their own but yes that's what their message is too but they're very insightful on having a blended family so I, i invite you to watch that one yeah
1: i will uh yeah i will for sure that's awesome
0: Well, Kara, thank you so much. And thanks so much for joining us today on the Good Vibes Show. Remember, if you have some love to give, spread it out in the world with a good intention. We need more love in this world. We need more good vibes for everyone. There are people that need it next door. You don't have to go too far to find people who need some love and some good vibes. So take care of yourself and please subscribe and go check us out. Go check the show out on Facebook. Uh, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, please uh, get, on, get on the bandwagon with me and uh, we're having a lot of fun discovering and meeting a lot of real people just like Kara. Yeah,
1: thank Th- you.
0: Thanks for sharing your story, Kara.
1: Thank you.
0: It was a lot of fun.
1: Yep, for sure. Take care. Okay, thanks.
0: Thanks everyone and uh this what ends the show right here. Thank you so much tuning out for the good vibe show. It's Marty B.